Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 112, episode 5 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist! Yeah. The season finale. <laughs> Uh, this is a production of iHeartRadio. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness wow. and say officially off the top, fuck the Koch fuck brothers them. and their industries and fuck Fox News. Yeah. It's Friday, December 13th, 2019. Happy birthday to my little sister, Caitlin. Oh. Uh, happy Friday the 13th to the homie Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jack smelt it, you can see it in his eyes. Jack dealt it, and he's trying not to smile. He won't stop farting, it'll bring you to your knees. Jack dealt it, oh God, please. Courtesy of Chrissy Yamaguchi, man, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! A tuna with lots Cheese from Subway, a tuna with lots of mayo for miles of gray. <laughs> it means I'm worried for the rest of my days. It's a problem, B. All the mercury, the tuna I gotta Woo! get from Subway. Thank you so much, sir. Yo, Subway fucking needs exacta. a crispy Yamaguchi. That crispy. Shit, man. I said crispy Yamaguchi, man. He's crispy too. Yeah, yeah. He's brown crispy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented, one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore. She is Lacey Mosley. Hey, what's yeah. up, y'all? What's up? Yes, I'm happy so to be So good here. to have you back in studio, Lacey. Yes, the studio is lit today. I was know. A lot, going on. a lot of crowded. power moves only through this studio. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and inadvertently injuring animals. Yes, <laughs> I know. Miles took out a dog. Uh, it was on accident. On the I opened way into the door, the studio. did not realize the door, dog was beneathly. It's beneathly, okay, Miles. That's how you had to get into the door. That's how you got to get into the Illuminati, the podcast Ace Illuminati. <laughs> like you got to fuck this puppy. Super up. producer Anna Hosnia's beautiful dog uh, is now walking with a limp. Uh, but we will get to the bottom. I'm starting of to go fund me for right. her dog, y'all. No, but be careful of that GoFundMe. <laughs> the yeah. proceeds will definitely go to her dog. Yeah. <laughs> but first, the thing is, I gotta, I have to take the money out from PayPal and put it in my yeah. PayPal first. That right. way, it's, I know. There's taxes and fees protect, associated right. with it. There's also a charitable yeah. tax, yeah, right. Uh, Lacey, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Uh, you guys, it is official. Mayor Pete has secured the black vote. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, we're Y'all saw the pick, the epic <laughs> picture. The, yeah, he's he's in, man. He he, he gets sat it. next to hey, Lizzo. I get it, guys. I get it. Uh, I am one hundred percent. Well, hold on. All don't right, even sorry. don't even go there. I was just gonna say I'm one hundred percent about to take you guys through other oh, stories. Uh, See, I got worried. <laughs> Trump found out about Greta getting the uh, person of the year, and he was not too pleased. Uh, we're going to talk about the Tennessee State House. We're going to talk about Bloomberg thinking uh, that he can win California. All he has to do is just tell us. That he's going to win California? I don't he's know. Gonna just tell us about his reasonable positions. Yeah. Uh, it almost sounds like he's like talking shit like he's about to beat us up. Like he, he's oh, like, that's what you took from it? Yeah. He's like, I, Californians are reasonable people. So all I got to do is talk to them. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's mafia shit. Uh, we're going to talk about the squad, except... White women, the white woman squad. Uh, we're going to talk about Weinstein's appearance at court doing a 
cartoonish, like, feel sorry for me act. Uh, we're going to talk about the Aladdin spinoff that no one asked for, uh, live action Aladdin spinoff. Oh, boy. Uh, if you can guess what character they decided to spin a movie off of. The genie, obviously. That's... Right. Yeah, that's what you would think, right? Yeah. But first, Lacey, we like to ask our guests what's something from your search history that's revealing about who you are. Okay, and my search history is the movie Acrimony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Tyler Perry movie, and um, it's very, very bad. Okay. And I, I, I recommend that everybody watch it. When did it come out? Uh, it came out in 2018, and it actually came out in movie theaters. And I think, you know, we spend so much time, like, talking about, um, you know, prolific cinema and things mm-hmm. that are, you know, titillating and interesting in film. But, like, there's something wonderful about watching a movie that you know is bad. Oh, yeah. You know it's going to be bad. The editing is going to be, you know, Wow, very... editing. You're coming for the editing? Uh, I'm coming oh, for no. everything. It's one of, like, literally there's, like, four scenes in this movie that are shot on a green screen. <laughs> where no. they're walking they're walking and then nothing's moving in the back and it's like a boat no. and somebody in no. the boat but the boat don't are they move. doing like fake walking like they're just lifting your feet walking. or not even on a treadmill to get they're the motion right fake really I'm, I'm watching this this Bruh. has Taraji P. Henson like, yes that's the it, star of the movie it was the first time that Taraji P. Henson like got paid like over $500,000 and she was nominated for an Oscar so Tyler Perry like gave her the bag Damn. he said he wrote this movie I think in like a week or something like that but and <laughs> it shows it, week. Yeah. it shows the movie makes no sense. The plot points make no sense. There's a point where Taraji, I won't spoil anything, but she ends up on a boat, but you don't know how she got on the boat. And it is very it's funny. Just confusing? No, it's just, so it's like she's very far away at a house, and then these people get on a boat and leave, and the boat has sailed off there in the middle of the mm-hmm. ocean, and, and then there. all of a sudden... Taraji on the hey. boat. Huh. <laughs> it's just like if Where you want to stream it. Um, I I hope that you can stream it on Netflix. I don't know if you can. You know what? I'll just Google I'll it. give Tyler Perry some iTunes money. Because, oh, it's uh, Lionsgate. Do you have the Lionsgate app? Is Lionsgate that an app? streaming app? Stop. Yeah, I don't know. No, <laughs> don't give it them any be. ideas. Yeah, that's probably where we're headed. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a. I think that people should spend more time enjoying watching B movies. Um, you know what I mean. Get on Netflix, watch some of those B movies. Damn um, this this write up from uh, I'm assuming not a person of color in Variety magazine. <laughs> It kind of sums it up as a ludicrously scattershot drama in which overwrote feminine rage, diary of a madwoman craziness, and inept filmmaking <laughs> are all but inseparable. Uh, the movie cost, I think, seven million dollars. No, let me see. What? It says twenty. Twenty million dollars. It made forty-six. Boom. I'm so, shocked that it cost winner. twenty million. I'm yeah. sure most of that was to rush yourself. Are you doing right. the books for them? <laughs> Is that why? Like, oh yeah, this, this is gonna cost that scene where they're walking statically in front of a green screen. In front screen. of a green screen, yeah, that's gonna cost twelve million dollars. Uh, okay, one can of chroma key green paint. That's about, <laughs> about forty two grand. I'm right painting there. the green screen. Yeah. I'm not even labor. buying one. Yeah. Like I'm charging money, my labor. Looks like a lot of the money went into the movie poster because the movie poster makes me want to watch this movie. Yeah, no, it's, it's Taraji P Henson with her legs crossed, sitting in a chair, just like giving you. If you ever want to watch just like such a bad movie, no, I'm, this is, I'm it in. is mm, Chef's Kiss horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> chef's Kiss horrible. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Something I think is underrated right now is weighted blankets. Mm. Um, I don't know if you guys have one. Oh yeah, but oh my god, get a weighted blanket, mm-hmm. give it to your loved ones for Christmas, lug it, lug it to them. My yes. <laughs> it is very heavy. It is a heavy product. Mine it's... is made of sand. Oh, shit. Yeah. And I mean, I'm a single woman, and it just feels like 
a man is laying on top of me every night. Yeah. But the perfect kind of man, the one that when made you get of sand. up. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. A man Sandman. made of sand. Yeah. Listen, a man made of sand will never hurt you. Exactly. Never lie or cheat on you. I, well, I just got that tatted. And yeah. when you're tired of that man of sand, you just take him Toss off him away. Mm-hmm. and you get up and you go about your day. Uh, and you know what? You're disregarding Spider-Man 3 if we're saying a man made. Sorry. Oh, who oh. was that character? Sandman. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that's, that's very true. Good. He just he when he got caught he was just like look I can I'm gonna go on the right path I'll just make weighted blankets. Well, this, is, <laughs> this is like Sandman's docile cousin. Yeah, right. I yeah. love a weighted blanket because I was just talking to somebody a few days ago about this. How my first introduction even to the concept was getting a dental X-ray, and when he put that lead vest on, <laughs> the that lead heavy, vest inspired you. Yeah, like you. I was like. I was weird. I was like, you know, even though I do not like the weird film strip I'm chewing on and they're yeah. going to blast the side of my head with x-rays, yeah. the vest, I was like, this That is such cool. a strange sensation. That like big piece of plastic like that's like they the side of your yeah. cheek. Yeah. Like bite down. And they it's never like, try to make it more comfortable. Yeah, I no. fucking hate dentists. I'm sorry if you're a dentist out there, but it just feels like they just let anybody get in your mouth. Yeah. I've had so many bad dentists mm-hmm. Have you had a that dentist? I thought about going into dentistry. Have you had a dentist yet that uh, lets you watch like DVDs? That's every dentist, no? I feel like that's every dentist now. Like, uh, yeah, you have the iPad and you can just watch movies. Yeah. I I was like, why did it take so long for them to figure this out? (laughs) Well, my I remember the evolution. uh, Shout out to Dr. Don Kobashigawa. Uh, Don Kobashigawa? Don Kobashigawa. Okay. Okay. You guys Uh, have seen Miles' teeth. Yeah. They're all fucked up. This is Uh, good. No, the, the Sponsored thing, content. He was saying that, or not, he was saying, it's, I remember in the 80s, he used to have a Walkman that you could listen to. And then, then it but turned it into a CD player. it was all children screaming and drills? No, it was like radio, so I was just <laughs> listening to like Kiss or Power Okay, so he was ahead of the game. Yeah, back then in the 80s. And then it turned into a CD player. Okay, then he like, had a Zoom. Yep, no, literally. <laughs> he had, or it was like the Roxy, Rio Roxy right, MP3, MP3 player, player that looked like yeah. a CD player. Yeah. Um, And then uh, the... The chunky ass DVD player that had the fucking player built into the screen, right? Word, yeah. And then now I I haven't been in a, uh, in the last couple of years, but I, I'm assuming now at, when I was there they had mounted TVs that yeah. you could just slide right in front of your face. That's right. That's dope. Yeah. No, my yeah. dentist just be talking to me. Uh, Which I'm like, in your mouth. this don't make no sense. Like I can't talk back. He be yeah. like, yeah. So how's work? I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, God. right. It's like loved you, Florida girls. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 Suction, please. <laughs> Literally, was sucking out of my mouth. No, I've had some really, really bad dentists. Jamie Loftus always talks about her Groupon dentist that sneezed in her mouth. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Y'all know that there's people doing dentistry at home? What do you mean? Like, like home birthing, but face- for dentistry? No, I saw on Facebook that people was like, I do braces. Like, I do braids? I do. Usually is what you're used to. Yeah. I do braids. Now no, it's, there's I do a braces. woman. I'll find the pictures, but With she was, like, there's several. With, like, unbent paper clips? No, like, they, they're buying the uh, brackets off the dark web, honey, and, and, and doing braces at I the crib. I do braces. I do braces. Wow. Well, what, let me see some uh, discounts. Though. Yeah. What are the price points? <laughs> Break it down. Yeah, you got to be able to take a huge risk if you just oh, go into somebody's crib. I'm looking up, and this dentist looks a lot like you, Lacey. Yeah. Uh, okay, listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went. To dental school. <laughs> okay. I walked in the building. Uh-huh. I went there. Uh what is something you think is you overrated? Overrated. Okay. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get slammed for this one. I don't know if anybody said this yet, but a marriage story. <laughs> oh <laughs> nobody know. has said it yet on this show. I think the internet has said it. Once I or twice. watched it. Unlike when I talked about the Joker and I had not watched it. I still haven't watched the Joker and I never will. Mm. Um, but I did watch a marriage story. And I think what everyone is finding so dynamic about it is that it shot like a play. 
and I'm like, oh, people, people been doing plays forever. Right. Uh, some might say even before films. You know, some would say. Yeah. Some would say before films. I would wager it, to say that. Because there's like scenes where it's like six minutes long and it's like uninterrupted or like steady cam shots. And it's oh, okay. like, you know, they're walking around and they're going in the bathroom, but they're not filming in the bathroom and they're coming out. And it, 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 it's a play. Right. It's like with if you camera. shot a play with a camera. Mm. And I mean, that's Some call exciting. that a movie. Yeah, <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like no edit, you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, not yeah. the Just cutaways, a lot of long cuts, basically. Yeah, to yeah, let it yeah. Cook. yeah. And I'm not gonna take anything away. I mean, Adam Driver is the sexiest, ugly man I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> and I'll take nothing away from him. He is a fantastic actor. And I thought, you know, ScarJo, you know, she brought her mother what, Willow essence to this what role. What has everybody so? I know, I know it's being talked about. I have no interest in seeing it, but I know many people are. Is it just because of the two of them? They like Adam Driver. It's the style, it's shot, it's the story. I think it's falling into what I told y'all was my favorite drama, which is rich white people being sad. Right. Mm. And did you like, see it? Uh, yes. And it is very much in the wheelhouse of rich white. Oh, people okay. Being so if sad. you get off to Succession, yeah, you'll right. like this movie too. Yeah. I'm trying to find this tweet that I, that was criticizing it. But. It's literally like, oh, this rich actor who owns a theater company, his wife, who was like going to be a big star, but then she had went to be with him, and then they decide to get a divorce, and then obviously the divorce get ugly. Nothing is new. Nothing is surprising. Right. You will not be shocked. You will. There's no twist. There's no turn. Right. I guess it is a slice of yeah. life, but it's a slice of life that I've seen so many times before. Right. So this uh, person on Twitter... Uh, racially diverse is their Twitter handle. <laughs> Just at, so you know. At Sharia Prelaw tweeted, knowing Sharia. that Marriage Story is about the director's own divorce makes it so much funnier that the plot is that Adam Driver is getting divorced because he's too successful and interesting to be a good husband. <laughs> Which, it, it is like a biographical that's, movie about a divorce, right? L- yeah, and that's literally what it is. I mean, then there's a lot of people who are shitting all over that scene where they're like taking it to 11 on scale one to ten. Oh yeah there, there's a what? scene you can see it on twitter where they're in a house and right. they're having um very an much argument. like a acting class style argument right uh-huh. um where it's like we just arguing we're not doing anything else when you got your line i'm waiting for you to finish right. and you know charlie's doing her or not charlie's excuse me but Scar- I, will, I will not disrespect charlie staring like that she is a queen but you know ScarJo doing her neck acting uh-huh. you know you look at her neck when she acts she'd be bulging like it and flexing it, it. Mm-hmm, like a bullfrog okay mm-hmm. i'm just I'm going to turn this on a little bit so you can hear it. You hated me. You fucked somebody we worked with. You stopped having sex with me in the last year. It's that for yeah. two and a half minutes of yeah. them just yelling at each other. Oh, that really, you, you, you described it perfectly like yeah. an acting class scene. It's like, that's what everybody's like. Right, if right. you've ever been to an acting class, this is like and everyone's the whole time. And everyone's like, oh my God, this is amazing. I'm like, now y'all know every scam acting class in Hollywood is How's doing do this damn scene. Yeah. scene. Yeah. If you've mm. seen Barry, you already know what time it is. L- right. Honey, <laughs> you can, way you can better. Learn enough, yeah. yeah, but also I'm just like, this is what happens when you suppress diversity. Like black people only get to do movies about like our movies that are critically acclaimed are either us being horrible terrible people we gotta be slanging drugs or surviving or, the most awful treatment or we gotta be slaves yeah mm. and i that's what i said about uh lapita nyong'o getting snubbed by golden globes like her performance in us just wasn't transformative enough because by the end she was still black right <laughs> <laughs> she should have became a white lady yeah. oh man so- <laughs> well, yeah when you got a, when you got the old folks home voting on new movies and shows 
things get lost. I've always said that about Denzel's uh, Oscar. He never he never won until he played like somebody who was like on drugs, killing people. Yeah, Training Day. Yeah. And in, in Holly Berry, she oh, had no, to right. make me feel Oh, he won for Training Day? Mm-hmm. He won for Training Day. He That's, got nominated oh, for, for Malcolm X, yeah. but right, then right. lost to Al Pacino. Did he also get nominated for the one where he was the coked out pilot? He did get yeah. nominated. Nom, he didn't win. Nom, nom. But here's the thing, though. Like, As a black, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be able to play the, you know, I like to tell people I'm black. I shouldn't, mm-hmm. I, we should, I'm not saying we shouldn't be able to play those, you know, the crackhead right. or the ratchet person. Like, I'm a very ratchet character on Florida Girls, yeah. and I love it. It's very fun. All I'm saying is, is that I'm tired of, like, uh, everything having to be in the white gaze when it comes to, like, critically acclaimed movies. Sure. Yes. Like, slice of life you know things yeah. but also this movie marriage story very boring mm-hmm. say <laughs> so watch acrimony instead watch acrimony instead. yeah watch, watch acrimony <laughs> look acrimony knows it's bad and yeah. it makes no qualms about is it. it about a divorce yes actually so there you go watch okay. acrimony instead of <laughs> new campaign story. New acrimony campaign. over marriage story <laughs> uh what is a myth what's something people think is true that you know to be false okay i know y'all are all probably tired of talking about this but i'm mad about this still and i'm petty so so, um, Peloton commercial? No, not the Peloton <laughs> commercial, even though that shit was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God, that poor woman. She's getting her shine, though. She oh, was on she the Today is. Show. You talk about a commercial actor coming up, yeah. honey. Hopefully she can parlay that into some speaking roles. So, mm, uh, might, be, might be some U5 work. In the you know, yeah. listen. Hey, she, might, she might start like skyrocketing. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, myth. Plastic straws are really, like, banning them is really, like, helping the environment. Right. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So it is helping in a in a small way, but here are five things that are worse than plastic straws for the environment. Oh, okay. This is how you hit this. Okay. okay. Balloons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are y'all y'all doing them ceremonies where you send the balloons up to the heavens and stuff? Stop yeah. doing that shit. Also, just stop having balloons. Well, uh, we're also running out of helium. We are. Yeah. So it's like double fold, and it's plastic. Yeah. Like balloons is trash. Plastic bags. Like, California has done is like, we're trying to ban plastic bags, which is trash, because I'd be having to leave Walgreens with, like, 35 items in my hands, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, looking like I stole the shit. Um, but plastic bags are doing way more harm to the planet than plastic straws. And they don't, you know, they're not biodegradable. They're filling up the oceans and the landfills. Cigarette butts. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you out there, you're not sucking on that plastic straw, but you're sucking on that Philip Morris. Yeah. Mm. You're ruining the planet. Uh, fishing gear. I'm talking to you, Long John Silver. Um, <laughs> like fishing line and stuff? It's like big fishing commercial nets. fishing. Oh, like, sure, sure, they, sure. Yeah. They wilding out there. Ain't nobody in the ocean looking at them. And maritime law is chill as fuck. They just out there throwing everything in the ocean. Yeah, maritime yeah. law is sort of like, well, if we catch them, I guess right. we do something. That's why so you put casinos of, on yeah. water. So <laughs> much of the shit that is like bad and like ba- the bad uh, litter in the ocean is a lot of fishing line. That's yep. right, yeah. And plastic bottles. Obviously, we all knew that one. Right. But mm. so you know what I mean. Yeah, so like I'm just polyethylene like, bottles, right? yeah, pet bottles as we call them in Japan. Yeah. So I'm like, look, I get it. Plastic straws are bad, but like, can we start aggressively banning the stuff that's actually yeah. hurting the planet more than plastic straws? What are you, so some that- kind of revolutionary? <laughs> <laughs> Either you that, know, or come up with a better alternative to plastic straws than the. I paper had a ones. bamboo right. one recently. Bamboo is good. That one was pretty but good. But like, start using those. Don't get like the paper ones should just not exist. But it's also a classist thing because it's like, what if you're a small mom and pop and you can't afford yeah. that sexy bamboo? And that right. bamboo is good. Great the mouthfeel. bamboo works, yeah. Great mouthfeel. Yeah. And yes. then you start chewing on it at the end. Some of the fibrousness. Fibrosity. 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 All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back after this.
And we're back. And Mayor Pete appeared on one of the morning shows. I think CBS This Morning. CBS This Morning. Yeah. Yesterday morning. Uh, it was something else. He, the pow- dynamic power duo of Pete Buttigieg and Lizzo, um, they did this. Th- okay, so in the beginning, Gail King is trying to really create a fun little promo. Uh, and just listen to this glorious interaction uh, between two, just the, the greatest minds of this year. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, what are three words that would best describe you? Standing near Lizzo right now. <laughs> That's five words. Lizzo, very good. What are Great three man. things that would best describe you? Glamorous, talented, and a bootyful. Have you had any DNA tests lately? Uh, yes, and I am 100% that not Wait. me to oh. lead the way <laughs> I was a little nervous. Where are you going with that? Where are you going with that? We got a lot to discuss. This has never happened before. Yeah. He said he was 100% that what? That nominee to take the to country the for or lead he, the country But for. he did swallow the punchline because he was like, this feels very uncomfortable to me. Quoting yeah. these, I'm 100% that nominee. He's like, I don't like those improv for. lobs to me. Right. Don't just right. set me up like that. I'm just not. 100% the next president. That right. would have been actually kind of cute, even though. Well, when Pete. you have no swag, you, you just have to be like, quite literally, 100% the next Democratic nominee who will actually get through the primary <laughs> process <laughs> and then move on to the general Lead election the in forward. which he will defeat Donald Trump in the general. Pete, you're still talking. You're still talking, Pete. Uh, 100%. And then they issued a picture yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of Pete next to Lizzo. It's from his Instagram. It's from his Instagram. He's smiling. He really looks like the dude on the cover of Matt Magazine. But she is she is being, making it clear, I'm not yeah. sponsored. Oh, she's I don't not endorse into this. it. She yeah. is not into it. And then I have another picture of them where Gail is in it. And she all the way on the opposite side of Pete. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. I think they didn't want him to stand next to her because she, her, she's so tall in stature. Oh, he would. They probably wanted to small. save him to be like he'll look tiny, and then like one-dimensional misogynistic voters will be like, can't vote a tiny man. Is she yeah. six feet tall? I don't know how tall Lizzo is. I mean, no, she's probably I mean, working heels. Probably like in heels and all types of stuff. I mean, also though, like even if Lizzo did endorse five, Mayor Pete, Woo! five ten. Yeah, she's he, five ten. She he makes her look like she's like six three. Right. He's Mr. Tumnus. Yes. But even if Lizzo did endorse Mayor Pete, that wouldn't be the black vote. No. Lizzo doesn't represent the black vote. Like that's (laughs) kind of a controversy, right? Or not a controversy, but people say that it's like. I stand, like, I really do like Lizzo. Is is she like for, you know, 30-year-old white soccer moms? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right. But I love her music, but that's not quintessentially like what we would call like, you know. Somebody who's uh, in in the struggle. (laughs) <laughs> or or even just like in the in the culture, yeah. You know, like yeah. she she around the culture, but she not. You know, what I mean, Megan Megan Thee Stallion is in the culture, right? But Pete Buttigieg <laughs> has never Pete heard Pete of Megan Thee Stallion. He's never heard of Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> and Young Miami. <laughs> I want a picture of Pete Buttigieg with, with Young Miami, young Miami <laughs> Megan Thee Stallion, and Trina. I want him to, I want him to be holding fifty thousand dollars in phone? money wow. up to his ears. Did you see his campaign's uh, remake of the the baby? Uh, Music video? No. No, he's fucking around. God. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, please. I believed you, it's though. It's him with Jabberwockies. Yeah. Yeah, I need Mayor Pete to sit down because he literally is polling 0% with black people, and it is going to stay that way in perpetuity. But we he's stealing all of like Elizabeth you. Warren's voters. Yeah, so well. He's going to do well in those early states of Iowa and New Hampshire. I mean, he'll Iowa do something, but Hampshire. it's still Joe Biden's race 
Like that's which really, is crazy. His time is it's not, he's not be, he's not moving. He's fixed. Liberals don't understand that by voting for Joe Biden, we're essentially doing what racists did with Trump. We're just being like any old white man will do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's. I think even I, so, so, so many people are just overly focused on that it has to be ending Trump. Yeah. But they're not really realizing. And this is the thing that I liked about uh, what Kamala Harris was saying towards the end of her campaign is that that justice is on the ballot. That right. it's not simply about defeating him. Like we are at a crossroads as yes. a country where we need to start doing the right thing. And Joe Biden is not has indicated he has no interest in doing anything substantive to no. create more equality or a more equitable economic system for anybody. So Right. I actually talked to Kamala Harris the week before she dropped out the race. I know, we know. You and put the Kavor, <laughs> you put the, the curse on her, huh? No, don't say that because everybody was saying that. I know, they're like, what'd you say to her? When she dropped, yeah, when she dropped out the race, literally people were tweeting me and adding me on Instagram and were like, what did you do, Lacey? I was like, I didn't do nothing to that oh, lady. No. Your post was very like, you were like, I had a. I listened to her. I will look more into this. Yeah, it was very tepid. Yeah. Just because of the her prosecutorial record is just She's so trash. Cop, sure. And like she she won't talk about it. I think if she had gotten in front of it instead of trying to act like yeah. we were gonna forget, like we right. weren't gonna forget. Sis. She just tried to have it both ways. Even but Michael she, Bloomberg clumsily apologized for stopping for us. Right. Right. Although it, like, it ended up looking real stupid. Michael so maybe he should shut up. Sit your ass down. Well, he's man with his full. You're starting to see him. What he's like at five percent now. Like Who? legitimately, uh, Bloomberg. Yeah, yeah, because he's in there. All those fucking ads. You used to see the power of just reinforcing a message over just, TV. Yep, that'll do it. Uh, all right, let's talk about uh, the current president because mm-hmm. he was not pleased that he did not get that Time Magazine Person of the Year <laughs> award. What a fucking baby, Greta. The chi- a child got it in a sixteen year old, and he just started sniping at her. He's a 73. Yes, 73. He's 73. He's the president she, of the United States of America. Yes. His wife has a no bullying children campaign. And going. that's what he mm-hmm. does is bully everybody. Oh, well, and also, can you think she was born one year before The Apprentice started? Right. Like, just even in the, the timeline of his life, how young this person is, who's, you know, out here really making it a cause for her to, to make. Uh, action around climate change, like a real f- campaign. Um, so yeah, naturally they're like, "Hey, sh- uh, kudos to you, Greta." Right. And then yes. he's out here retweeting like someone with the cover who tweeted about the cover, saying, "So ridiculous." Greta must work on her anger management. It's capitalized like a proper noun. Right. Okay. Uh, her anger management problem. They go to a good old fashioned movie with a friend. Chill, Greta. Chill. Wait, was that a sponsored post from the movie Anger, anger management? management? Yeah, <laughs> with Adam he, Sandler. Because he capitalized anger management. And then said, "Go to a and movie." And then go to a movie, an oh, old-fashioned shit. movie. Shout out to Adam yeah. getting that coin. Um, yeah. I, I also hate that this is such a dog whistle for women. Like anytime a woman wants to speak up about something, angry. she's right. angry. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, this this is a baby. This girl is 16 years old. You are an old nasty and he's man. Already threatened by her anger. <laughs> he's already scared of her. Well, it all goes back because he first started like taking shots at her when she addressed the UN, right? And mm-hmm. was very direct about how like y'all are just patting yourselves on the back acting like you're doing something and you are not it's all still in service of these massive industries right. her freedom like, to oh. speak her mind to the un 
probably like makes him so jealous. That means she's so angry and she's out of control. Right. Um, yes. And then she, her response was she changed her Twitter bio to a teenager working on her anger management problem, currently chilling and watching a good old-fashioned movie with a friend. Oh, did she? Yeah, that's her Twitter bio. Whoop. I love it. I love the petty. I stand a petty queen. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean... The sad part is, is that there's really nothing that Do- Donald Trump really might as well just go shoot somebody on Fifth Ave at this yeah. point, right. because uh, he, we're gonna let him get away with Pay it. Pay it off, yeah. He, like it's Popov or not Popov's gun. Uh, who's whose gun is it? Popov is cheap vodka. Yeah, uh, and Popov is from uh, Bad Girls Club. Bad Girls Club. Oh yes, I love Pop her. off. Uh, uh, anyways, yeah. that Russian writer's gun. He introduced at the beginning of his Chekhov. Uh, it's like Chekhov's gun. He introduced it at the beginning of his presidency. He might as well do it. Might yeah, as well go out insane. there, shoot somebody, He's prove out here that he can children. get away with it. And also, in what world did he think that he was going to be person of the year? Because well, he was once. He was. I mean, he, But to it be wasn't honest, for a good No, but he's still, in his mind, reason. it's a, it's a right. cover. It's a, but it's also not an honor always. Like sometimes yeah, that's what I'm it's saying. just sometimes like it's bad. sometimes it's, like it's a bad Hitler, man. sometimes yeah. it's Stalin. Yeah. Like some and it was him one year because he, I mean to be honest, like he always dominates the fucking news cycle because that's just like he's hacked the the matrix of our current existence. I love that he's like all press is good press. He's like I don't care if I'm yeah. boogeyman of the year. Exactly. I just want to oh, be on Time God, magazine. Yeah. I'm on the cover of Straight Trizash magazine. <laughs> right. Uh let's talk about the Tennessee State House. Yeah. Uh, cuz they have a bust of one Nathaniel Bedford Forrest. If you remember Forrest Gump, yes. he's named after this man, Nathaniel Bedford Forrest, and then he's like, and then he started the Ku Klux Klan. Right, which is a club. Yeah, sick-ass club yeah, uh, for sick-ass people. Um, so yeah, in the state house, it's been really contested. They're like, we need to actually, like, why do we have this in the state house? Right. Uh, we should remove it uh, because only in 2019, I guess they're realizing whose bust is in the state house. And a lot of people were saying, were criticizing this Republican in the state legislature. His name's uh, Representative Jeremy Faison. He was saying like, yeah, I think maybe we should move it. And a lot of people were saying, he was saying, I fundamentally reject any notion by someone saying that moving him to the museum is trying to whitewash history. Because a lot of people were saying like, why would you move this out of the state house? It should stay here. You're trying to change history. And he says, if we want to preserve history, then let's tell it the right way. Right now, there are eight alcoves in the Capitol. Seven are filled with white men. How about getting a lady in there? My, and then this is where it starts getting interesting. Oh, God. My daughter is 16, and I would love for her to come into the Capitol and see a lady up there. What's wrong with Ann Dallas Dudley getting in that alcohol or in that alcove? And then also say he was a woman suffrage activist in, from Nashville. And then what's wrong with someone like Dolly Parton being put in the, in the alcove? Okay. And many people are like, okay, you know what? That's actually a good idea. That is a good idea. Anybody but the the founder of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. And who doesn't? Who hates? Who hates Dolly Parton? Yeah, that's true. Dolly Dollywood. Wait, Faison is a Republican? Yeah. Tennessee Republican. And you know what happened, right? How did he get this idea? Okay, whoa, sir. What happened? You know how he came to this realization? By talking to a black lawmaker. What? G.A. Hardaway, an African-American lawmaker from Memphis, asked Faison if he had ever read any of Forrest's own writings about his ideology. The East Tennessee Republican began a process of understanding what he describes as the pain of Forrest's legacy. Mm. And now he believes it should be removed. I mean, what if... What if other Republicans were just like, oh, shit, I had never even thought about that, man. <laughs> that like, ignorant? They're yeah, like, they're just like, oh, hell. 
I didn't I even mean, think about it. What could he have read, right? Right. Unless you really think the Ku Klux Klan is a... He just read the dude's a... own words. That's what it, he was right, like. Right, right, right. Have you read his shit? But you should be like, do you know what the Klan is? Right. Yeah, I don't think you need to read the words to know right. what the Klan is. Yeah, the Klan is a very needed. popular reputation. They right. got strong branding. They were kind of like the first Jabberwockies. Uniform. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. They took they got, their whole swag. From listen, the they got uniforms. Uniforms. Yeah. You don't know who's who. They got symbolism. Yeah. You know the burning cross. It's, you know mm, I mean? That's why to think I'm I'm also curious. In the most sincere version, right? I'd like to think that he goes to a library, opens the book, and there's a scene where his mouth, his jaw just drops. Right. And he's like, "What? What if that's all oh my it took? God. They just were just like." No, oh, it's shit. just disingenuous. No, I, but like, I, yeah, you think this dude's being disingenuous? Of course. How could you? Like logically, Jack, you would if the, first you would have to presuppose that you have no idea what the Ku Klux Klan stands for. Right. But I'm just if you don't if that what is his what is like, his end game? I guess I'm wondering. Like if he's now pretending like he just found out about this shit because that way you can absolve yourself from making all the poor decisions that you made beforehand. That's like asking right. any black person in America, like, do you know who Martin Luther King is? I mean, you'd be like, uh, Mar- who Martin right. Luther what? the right. King? <laughs> Martin Luther King from was he an actual king? Like, you knew, bro. Like, everybody knows about the Klan. So they have great advertisement. Right, Their marketing right. is, like, impeccable. I guess I'm just so surprised that someone who's still an active politician, Republican, Tennessee, is well, it's admitting this shit. Quite literally the bare minimum the you very, could do. very right. minimum. And yeah. then also acting like it was a process that you had to research to come <laughs> to the conclusion that Klan bad. Right. Clan okay. bad. Like, look, I went Dolly on a website. Wait, hold on. Clan bad? <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, there were a few murders, but those could have been individuals. Yeah. And then, and okay, as I looked into it more. Uh, I think Watchmen gave him a bad rap. Yeah. <laughs> He just watched Watchmen for the first yeah, time. He's, he's like, himself. wait a what second. A Y'all ain't see the clan in the soup kitchen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I do think Watchmen probably woke some people up with that first episode about Tulsa. Oh, oh for oh, yeah. sure. Some people like that. Wait, that was real. That happened? Yeah. Everybody think black people made that up. It's crazy how much black history white people have convinced us that we made up. Yeah, like, yeah, or is complete just erased. Hollywood right. is like well, fucking we're not up if they don't make that an entire movie in the next like couple years. Because Jesus Christ, yeah, just more document whatever you got to do. Yeah, whatever the fuck you got to do. Learn about but our that was, yeah. sordid history. But I do like to think about this man like going on the Klan website, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like with his glasses half on, like finger, like hunting right. picking style on the keyboard. Like, right. Oh, what, what does the, the clan does the clan have a website? Yes, they do. I've been on it. Really? Yeah. Like huh. your image has been on the website? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> they were like, for They're actually big fans. <laughs> big fans of Scam They're like, hey, Scam yeah. Goddess, check this they one were out. Like, we'll let this one Negro live. Uh, <laughs> we love her sense of humor. Uh, let's talk about Bloomberg. You guys are all voting for him, right? We can all agree on that. And oh, move yeah, on. I love I'm voting for her to be shot to the moon. So, Mike Bloomberg made it clear he's not really focused on a lot of the early states that, are, that right. have their primaries. He's got his eyes on the prize, the biggins. So, yeah, so he's thinking California, where what, like Bernie, I think, is like getting yeah, Bernie polling is astronomically. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he believes that his like near antithetical political ideology right. will resonate with these with the voters of this state. The man did stop and frisk. Yeah. <laughs> no, and wow. so in the Cali. When he gets there, he's he's, you know, barnstorming doing his thing. He says, "Why do I think California would vote for somebody like me? Because Californians understand nothing simple. 
Huh. You have to have real solutions, and you have to have evolutionary rather than revolutionary, revolutionary. change. Ooh. This is a great state. It's got a great economy. It doesn't want to throw away what it has. It just wants to make it more available to more people. There's no reason why I can't explain to people what I want to do. He actually just made the case for why he absolutely should not be in mm -hmm. California. Right. How California things are too is good revolutionary. Yeah. That's yeah. what we do is revolutionize. We legalize weed. We we're ban we ban plastic bags. Like we are revolutionary. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. I mean, there's a f there's few states that like ha sort of when we make laws that helps the rest of the country sort of move forward a bit. Right. But I think with him, this idea, you again, it's the whole evolutionary, evolutionary rather than revolutionary thing of just saying like, it's just a light version being like, not too much change. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We don't want to fully go from tadpole to full grown, full grown frog. And yeah. we're fully the most radical, probably, of all 50 states when it comes to change. Right. Maybe yeah. he's thinking of well, California when he's going to his rich white billionaire parties. Oh, almost definitely. <laughs> he's thinking California of Sonoma is, yes. and Napa Valley. California like is full of bubbles. Hills. Right. Whenever, California is very bubbly. Right. Whenever yeah. I'm in Marina Del Rey. And then this is what he said when they, they said, okay, again, everyone asks about stopping first because most of the time he's like, Oh, I felt it was a bad idea. Like, when did you realize that? Because it only seems like you realized it when you announced you wanted to run for president. Right. Yeah. And he goes, well, nobody asked me. Okay, right. asshole. Well, why do we have to ask you? That's just my yeah. homeboy who didn't know the Klan. <laughs> <laughs> so then he, he says, he goes, the policy we had, I've apologized for because in the end, it turned out we could have done something different. But people want results. I don't think there's anybody in California that doesn't think the the objective of bringing down the murder rate, particularly in poor communities, isn't a good idea. So he's still fucking trying to defend it. Like he almost went there and then was just like, "But people wanted they wanted results. Oh, so I'm bad because I was trying to bring crime down by harassing black and brown people." Like also, it wasn't about murder. It literally was about harassing black people with no probable cause. Yeah. Like he's like, "Look." I Everybody does hates the blacks, and, and what better way to get rid of them than stop and frisk? Like, yeah, do the thing you wish you could do. Right. And be like, I bet they have drugs or something. And then again, like we always said, that that whole era only found that many of the white people that they stopped actually had contraband on them or drugs right. and things like that more yeah. than even the uh, proportionate to the people of color that were stopped. I yeah. can't believe that he still tried to defend any logic behind that. Like, well, you have to, I think. I just want Michael Bloomberg to have a rally. You know what, Mike? Mikey, pull up to California. Yeah. And we right need now. to go beat his ass. <laughs> I want him to come to a rally, and I want just us throw to some just stomp him out. And they just released their uh, 2020 <laughs> slogan, Bloomberg 2020, nothing simple, and I already apologize for that. I think that's going to sing, man. That's going to work for yeah, him. Just, I already apologize, bro. What the fuck? Not too much change. Oh, you want me to like out loud tell people I had a realization about a backwards yeah. policy I had as a mayor that was completely fucked up? And he didn't even have that realization. He was just like, People are mad. Oh, like, my. Oh, okay. Um, never mind then. <laughs> it's right. not like he just yeah. made any real, you know, discovery Nothing's, as to why it was bad. Nothing people, simple yeah. is really revealing about like how he that this is an actual problem with how America thinks about billionaires. We're like, well, he's like a billionaire. He must understand the economy. And he's basically being like, nothing simple. Just leave it to me because mm -hmm. I get this. I know how to move money. And the thing that billionaires are doing when we let them just like figure shit out on their own and like determine the policies that our country has is they're stealing money from the rest of us. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they do. Well, and you looked at that income curve for like yeah. the top, what is it, five or 10% plus working people, oh. how it just went exponentially higher while yeah. everyone else's income stayed static. Yeah. They're like, no, no, no. 
We're going to fucking drink your whole fucking milkshake. Yes. And capitalism has tricked us in this disgusting way where it's like we're fighting amongst each other while we watch billionaires rob yeah. us. And then they have the fucking nerve to try to govern us. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing with, like, whenever we talk about minimum wage and you see people who are living paycheck to paycheck, like, who are one medical emergency away from literally being homeless. But they on Twitter talking about, you don't deserve $15 an hour for flipping burgers yeah. at McDonald's. Right. Why don't you? Yeah, right. They're like, paramedics get paid 14. That's not good either. Exactly. And there's another thing I think I'm, the numbers may be slightly off, but like 44% of fully full-time employed people are making less than $18,000 a year. So like, you want to talk about all this employment 40%? shit. 40%? Yes, it's something what the ridiculous. Fuck? Yeah. Like America's really tricked us into thinking that we're supposed to just work ourselves until we fucking die. And yeah. we started in school. What's your dream job? What's the way you want to die on the job? Right, right. <laughs> Little What's girls and boys. <laughs> what type of labor would you like to do when Forklift you grow up? Forklift accident. <laughs> <laughs> forklift accident. Like, what are Oh, that's doing? so evocative. So... I'm just picturing fatal forklift accidents. Oh, God. And none of them are pretty. It's so dark. Um, it's... Let's talk about the squad, though, because there was a Fox News Chiron that makes me... Uh, I, I'm not scared, that's for certain. Uh, I, I almost a little pity. But anyways, it's four white women on a stage sitting down, and it says, in quotes, conservative squad to combat socialism. Yep. Uh, Again, this squad, okay. Yes. All have blonde hair, except but, for except one. Except for one. Well, when you Diversity. Look at, yeah. <laughs> well, when you look at what the squad really is, uh, that they wanted to co-opt, hijack, appropriate of, you know, did you already say who was in the squad? No, I didn't. Well, anyway, <laughs> y'all know. It's Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Ayanna Presley. Right. And they've been the ones who have been getting a lot of coverage Right. Uh, because the, they've came in on a wave that was much more progressive, liberal uh, than the existing uh, members of Congress. So naturally, the right wing media has focused on them as sort of like, look at these socialist fucking crusaders. They're so jealous of them. Uncle Sam's beard or whatever the fuck they think is going to happen. So now these four brave women have come forward. Jessica Taylor of South Carolina. The, and these are all candidates. No one, no one holds office because, let's face it, they're... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, They're all candidates. Yeah. Beth Van Dyne and uh, another woman from Minnesota, Michelle Fishbach. They are, you know, they're really trying to be, they're trying to say that, you know, conservatism needs like a new face and that's what they're here to do. And just listen a little bit to like what their thinking is around like the squad and what the necessity is of this new white squad. Nancy, why is the squad important to you? Well, you know, if you look at my life, I got my start as a, as a waitress at Waffle House. I became the first woman to graduate from the Citadel, the Military College of South Carolina, 20 years ago. Today, I'm a businesswoman and state lawmaker running for the United States Congress. And this is about our future. This is the American dream. And you see the Democrats, they've taken a sharp left turn um, mm -hmm. under the influence of the socialist squad. And you look at us, and this is socialism versus American values of freedom and job creation. And we all understand up here today that people flourish under freedom. And 2020 next year is pivotal for our country. And, you know, we see so many women across the, the country right now, Republican women, who are picking up the mantle and want to serve. They say, enough is enough. My kids and my country are worth fighting for. Uh -huh. And that's what this is about, essentially. Yeah. Because AOC is coming for your kids. 
Dude, also, also you just ripped off her whole storyline, sis. Like yeah. AOC was a waitress, and y'all made fun of her for that. Right, right. Now you go come out here talking about I was the waitress it's at the Waffle super, House. It's super pathetic because, like, <laughs> so the progressive populist energy is young, diverse, and feminist. So it makes sense that they have women, like young women, who are the squad, and they're diverse. There's one, yeah. right? And they're diverse. The conservative populist energy is old, white, racist, and misogynist. So, like. They, this is just them trying to do what the well, just the binary that they were even presenting was sort of right. like you have the socialist squad and then you have us, the women who care about American values, and it's like the four white women. Yes, yeah. It's just like I, I we understand what you're trying to say. We get it. Okay, there are too many brown people who actually know enough about how government right. works and they're popular. And they're trying to change things. They're clapping back on Twitter. Right. They're pretty cute. Yeah. So they were mm-hmm. like, well, where are our cute, uh, popular women? And and, and it's funny boots. because they take the superficial aesthetic of it because they've always been jealous of the mobilization that the squad has had and rebrand it but what's I think what's wild about this is is that they're literally just trying to it's like when Melania Trump took Michelle Obama's speech word for word exactly it's the exact same thing it's like this is working so we're gonna do it but we're gonna do it white and not as good and not compelling because it's completely motivated by but the But that has always shit. worked for white people. Like, they well, vultured yeah. off of our culture for forever and made it seem original. The thing that it reminds me of is this whole thing, like the whole copycat thing that the right has to do with the left. Okay, the left, they want to take shots on their late night TV shows. Well, here's our conservative version of a late night TV show that will take shots at them. Like, they want to get together. Like, they want a, a squad. Then we'll rip off the squad. Like, they just really, it really is just trying to, be like, okay, well, we have our version too that's not nearly as compelling and so transparently just fucking, I don't know, it's just desperate. It truly is. And it's also very, you know what, I think that they don't realize what doesn't work about them isn't that the branding or that they're like not, you know, a squad or whatever. Yeah. It's that your values are hate. Yeah. Like, mm. I don't know how you make that cute. They're the ain't shit squad. That's right. really what it is. Right. There's nothing they're saying that's remarkable. Like you heard how empty everything they said was. I didn't yeah. hear anything substantive in terms of fighting for our kids. What bitch? What does that mean? You know, mean? people flourish under freedom. Right. What does that mean? Yeah. I'm sorry. What is? It? Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing for wage workers? Like, what is your take on healthcare? Right. Or people who are like in these post-industrial sections of the of the country, like trying to figure out how they're going to re- reboot their economies and things like that. Right. It's just, hey, we're here for uh, good old American values. Very right. nebulous because we don't really have any idea what that should be. We're just saying vote white. Right. Also, like if all the people of color just massively decided like, you know, I don't know, let's leave. <laughs> let's go. Right. This country would still be in shambles. There would still be a huge class problem. People would still be dying. There oh, still yeah. wouldn't be jobs. The opioid crisis would still be killing white people. So like, I don't know why this fantasy of like people who don't look like you are killing you is just still so fucking popular. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's that, it's that one song that uh, the country loves to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And Harvey Weinstein's back in the news, showing up at a court date, looking like he's playing a character. Like he he's like hunched over yeah, with a f- walker with tennis balls on the walker. Stop. Well, yeah. that's how you know it's legit. That's theatrics. I love it. Yeah. Well, you love a scam. I hate I hate Harvey Weinstein, but I do love theatrics. You respect the scam. <laughs> This, you have to be objective. You have to look at the he scam put objectively. He tennis balls on that shit. He's trying to act like he poor. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Exactly. Well, what, do, what would a rich person with a walker have? Not tennis balls? Is there like a, like a lit version with. you can buy like that Wheels replaces the tennis ball thing? Or like or just something right. that... Yeah. Something that's not like they have like professional looking stuff that acts like a tennis ball. That you know like I mean? helps you get the glide on a. Yeah, surface. that's like having earring backs that are pencil erasers. Right. Like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's makeshift stuff that you like pull out of the garage because your walker doesn't have the. Do you think like, he thought tennis balls would invite more pity? Yeah. Yes. And also probably more of a poverty Luke. Yes. Right. But it's like you are a predator millionaire who has no problem. Like smearing people, ending their careers, harassing them. Like we know how them. much money you have, Harvey Weinstein. How dare you try to show up to court in 18th century rags? Right. <laughs> he's like coughing. He's like. <laughs> right. He claims like his typhoid. <laughs> so first, when when he first showed up like this, he was claiming his back has been bothering him, uh, and he he did have the good sense not to ask the judge for a massage uh, during, oh, during wow. the thing, but. Uh, the judge increased his bail to $5 million there and told go. him he better not let his health get in the way of his January trial. So I do respect go. that. But now it looks like he might be like getting, like settling for uh, like millions and millions of dollars, like 20 something million dollars with the victims. Man. And more power to whatever the victims want to do. But he's not paying that money. That money's coming from the Weinstein company's like bankruptcy settlement. Oh, oh really? Wow. Yeah. Damn. So, uh, so I mean, I guess the only impactful thing would be jail. I mean, recently, like on Twitter, like a bunch of comedians were kind of going up because he was invited to a comedy show. Yeah, I saw where that a bunch in New York. of women were, and it was just like, and then he was so upset that that everyone was angry and was talking about him on stage. But I'm like, that needs to be the rest of your life. Yeah. If you're not gonna go to actual jail, guess what? We gonna make life jail for you. Yeah. Okay. We, we gonna make jail for you. Kick your walker out. Right. I'm gonna walking. kick them damn tennis balls off that fake ass. Walker, you know yeah. you can walk. And I love that the judge was like, don't let your health get in the yeah. way of coming to court. I just like, I wonder if the judge saw Weinstein was like, this motherfucker. All right, yeah. five million, man. See you. Well, like, and Cosby did that with the uh, blindness thing. Right, he I started mean, going he blind. He is blind, but like he was. Well, everyone has to play up an injury. Like, wasn't R. Kelly has his toe? His toe keeps hurting in jail and shit. <laughs> no. no, I'm is serious. That true? He needed like toe surgery. Like, my toe. Right. Uh. Huh. Uh, so. I mean, Weinstein does look like shit. I'd imagine it's stressful, uh, but probably not as stressful as working in an industry lured over by a rapist who might, without warning, right. offer to give you everything you've always wanted he has, in he your had, career in exchange for rape. About R. Kelly, it was a toe infection, and he lost his toenail, so he had to miss court. Oh, uh, shit. Because yep, he had to wear a surgical boot. You could definitely go to court in a surgical booth. No shit, yeah. But again, I mean, this shows you, too, the cowardice of these people who have no problem with their predation and, like, you know, going after people in their public life or whatever it is. Yeah. But when it's time to be held accountable, it's like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Oh, everyone, it's the same routine. Everyone has to do it. They pull out all the stops. Let me try and get a sympathy card, pity card, anything. It's yeah. crazy that they think that we would have any sympathy for them. I know. I think that's what is the most infuriating to most people who look at that image of him with a walker mm. and you're like, you did you think that suddenly an objective person goes, oh, he's in a walker? His you saw that hurts. email he sent? Yeah. When he first thought, when he first got caught up and he sent an email to his followers and was like, guys, I'm going to sit this one out for a couple months and just get my head right. I'm really going to focus on taking down Trump because like yeah. Trump, people were mad about Trump at that time. Uh, and you know, then, then we're gonna like, I'll be back and better than ever. Like I really learned my lesson. Thanks. And yeah. good night and good luck. Oh, just and like everyone's that. like, 
wait, you think that's that's it? You also, think you're just gonna get away with it because you with, sent a apology, a slightly apologetic email? The thing with Weinstein, the thing with all three of these motherfuckers actually is, is that they encountered like litigious processes due to their actions way before they blew up in the Me Too movement. They were paying settlements off to people. They were being sued. Mm -hmm. They had people coming out and talking about them. So it's crazy to me that they act like this is such a shock. I'm like, you've been doing, you thought, if you do anything long enough, yeah, right. Like, it will catch up to you. Well, yeah, and I think that's the part, it's like a double-edged sword, because you keep doing something long enough, you begin to think you'll never get caught for it. Right. And then it just starts ramping up and building on itself until you have a moment, like a sea change in culture with the Me Too movement, and yeah. now suddenly, when it used to be like, I used to just be able to, like, fucking pay people off. And right. Shut the fuck up. And now it's like, I'm, they want, I'm in jail? Yeah. With my toe? Right. <laughs> with my toe? <laughs> with my, with with my, my toe? toe? No, sir. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's a really good point, Lacey, that, like, he was so aggressive about finding story, finding out, like, he had right. tentacles everywhere. Just, like, are they reporting on that? We got to find a way to kill that. Like, right. that, so much of his time There were was people focused. employed. Yeah. Like, he had people employed team, who were yeah. just there to clean up his assaults. Right. Yes. To the point where Miramax was like, they were like, okay, well, only three a year, Harvey. Yeah, right. right. Three a year. Like, you got to chill. Like, like, we don't have a budget for this. Right. Like, when you have to budget in assaulting women, yeah. like, that is absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. And now he got a bad back. Probably trying to go to court and be like, right. I couldn't have assaulted those women. Look how slow I move with right. my walker. Yeah. Like, ugh, gross. Yeah. yeah. But he he knew exactly what he was doing, and he was thinking about it, scheming on it, spending his whole life building an infrastructure so he could do it. Now he got a metaphorical illness. Yeah, Um, you are spineless. Kick out that wall. But that's not a physical thing. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Disney, the company that now is the are they the only company that makes movies? I'm pretty sure they own everything. All of them. They own me. Yeah. yeah, I got a back tattoo. They own this show. Our- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just up on the shoulder, like a yeah, little. Yeah, yeah, I got a little Disney back tattoo. Oh yeah, an announcement next week. The show will be Walt Disney's The Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> <laughs> the Disney Zeitgeist. Uh, so they want to make an Aladdin spinoff. Uh, off the movie that just came out. Off the mm-hmm. live action Aladdin. So it came out. Seems like it came out uh, a Nine few years, years ago, ago but yeah. it came out this year, 2019. Uh, it did well, right? It made over a billion dollars yeah. at the box office. That's right. Oof. Uh, so, so they're like, okay, this means we can let's start spinning this off into as many things as we can. Right. So you think maybe it's the titular character, Aladdin, played <laughs> by Amina Mossad? Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. And in fact, that dude, people are he he just did an interview. He said. Uh, people think, ah, he must have made millions. He must be getting all these offers. It's none of those things. I haven't had a single audition Offer, right. since Aladdin came yeah. out. <sighs> I'm sitting here being like, okay, Aladdin just hit one billion. Can I at least get an audition? Damn. Uh, Will Smith weighed in uh, with his, you know, version of like Scientology, personal spirituality, religion mixture, uh, saying. The show business is hard, quote, by design, like the universe, God, whatever you believe. So Wow, what a way to gotta, cleverly describe a, like oppression within an yeah, industry. You gotta Oh, it's by design. <laughs> I mean think, that's true though. It's like this racism thinking. is by design. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's for sure. That's what show business is. Right. So Yeah. In oh. 
the most poorly timed announcement in history. Uh, the Hollywood the Hollywood Reporter published an article that Disney was working on an Aladdin spinoff for Disney Plus, all about Prince Anders. Who the fuck is Prince Anders? Prince, I already know that name. That's a Scandinavian person. That is a Scandinavian oh, yeah, he's person. He's a very wise man. If you watched what? the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, there's that uh, plot with. The hot dude. He's basically like plays a hot dude. This dude always plays a hot dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he is like a funny performer. But anyways, he he just plays a hapless like dummy prince. This who photo, I've not seen the the film, but just this image of to know that they go this character needs his own show. Right. It's yeah. as like a fucking joke. He's in the movie briefly, he's added. He's not in the cartoon. He's added to the live right. action. Uh, as just a foil for Aladdin, because like Aladdin needs somebody to compete for Jasmine's affection, and like there needs to be like the traditional prince that her father's trying to marry her off right. to. Who will she fuck? The actor is Billy Magnuson, uh, and he just basically they were like, "We want to be in the Billy Magnuson business, brother. You tell us what do you want." And he said, "I don't know that Andrew's character was fun. Like maybe there's something there." And Disney was like, "Greenlit." So. They're focusing on the one white character from Aladdin for the future of of that franchise. Where will it take place? Like in wherever they're from? That's all they got. <laughs> they're just yeah, like, wow. yeah. The power of those, being in those spaces and being a handsome white man. Where they, you literally, you became a development executive by just saying, hey, that would be cool. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay, great, man. Let's, let's fire it up. That's yeah. like if the next Black Panther, they were like, oh, let's make this movie about that one white cop. Who yeah, was right. in the movie? Well, yeah, that so bounty I, hunter. Like, what's up with Andy Circus? So our writer wasn't it Andy Circus? Yeah, and we still gonna call hunter? it Black Panther, but it <laughs> yeah. will be about this white man. Right, it'll be it'll be Tim from the British office, <laughs> right. like the CIA character. Let's, oh, right, let's right, make right. it about his travels through Africa. That's who people really resonated with. I, I think that's that was really one of what the, the driving forces. What the movie was about? Yeah, no, I think that really resonated. JM, our writer, pointed out that this is something that's happening with female centric movies. Like, uh, there was that. Snow White movie, and then they spun it off to be Snow White and the Huntsman. Uh, oh, right. With Chris Hemsworth. Uh, the star of Sicario was Emily Blunt, but the sequel, Sicario, Day of the Soldado, starred her two male co stars. Uh, and they were talking about kicking Kate Beckinsale out of the Underworld franchise. Oh, my God. I, I at least want them to be more on the nose with the titles. Like, in the Huntsman, Snow White, I want it to be Snow White Man. Yeah, right. Snow White Man. Snow White's Man. She was a bit like, by a radioactive man Snow savior. White. Uh, bad mom spinoff. Uh, bad dads is supposedly getting tossed around this oh, town. Wait, what do you mean? That's just dads. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. That's just gonna be the Hangover. Right. With a different right. title. Like okay. Yeah. There's so many movies about bad dads. Right. There's so much advertise. Do you see advertisement in California that's like take time to be a dad yeah, today? All the time. Yeah. I've seen those ads so many times that I was like, damn, men are so trash that we have to do advertisement yeah. to tell y'all to love y'all's children. Yeah. I get kind of in my feelings when I drive down Crenshaw and I see one and I'm like, okay. Like who, who? They got them in Franklin Village too though. Oh, they have, they have them in the white spots too. Oh, yeah, wow. the white dads are also bad. They're also, they're not doing too well. <laughs> yeah, that's a really, uh, there was another one that was just so simple that just like, like, Speaking to your kid can even help, like even if it's a baby. Right. It's right. Like, what? Y'all didn't know? Like, uh, okay. Is it I was, that bad? I, I was thinking about like an episode of Ninety Day Fiance. This dude, this Russian guy, has a baby, and his wife keeps begging him to talk to the baby, but he's just like he's always watching an iPad, and the baby's just like in a chair, 
and like not being stimulated. And he's like, what am I going to do? The baby's too dumb to learn stuff. Basically was his take. He's like, the baby doesn't, was, doesn't know enough. It's like, but you can still talk to your child. I just need society to do better. Like, I don't want to drive on Sunset Boulevard to see an ad that's like, dads, come home tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Try not to be too drunk. Yeah. (laughs) Just two beers. It's like, you got your pack of cigarettes, didn't you? Right. So now it's time to to go back. back. Dads, you got the milk. Come back. Come on back. Come on back. Come on home, Come home, daddy. Oh, boy. Uh, Well, Lacey. It has been a pleasure, as always, having you. Yes, I love being here. Uh, where can people find you, follow you? Guys, you can find me where you can always find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey, on Instagram and on Twitter. And guys, listen to my podcast, Scam Goddess, if you love Got scams. It. We were Spotify's pick of the year hey. this year, one of the picks of the year, so that was super Hell exciting. Yeah. Um, and that's Scam Goddess Pod, um, and that's on all platforms. And if you want to email me some scams that you've retired, that's scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Mm. Oh, and watch Florida Girls. Yes. And uh, I'll be on Better Call Saul in 2020. Look for me. We know what. I was like, what is she doing in New Mexico? And I'm back on Single Parents. So look for Sharon. All right. Secure the baggage. The fuck up. Is the baggage secured in the overhead compartment? Listen, we're trying to get it. We're trying to get it. I'm trying to become a rich black billionaire. I'm going to be a good billionaire, though. Then you can't be a billionaire. I know, right? (laughs) I think that's Look, I'm only going to kill bad people. Oh, I'm gonna be the Dexter of billionaires. What do you think oh, the cutoff is that. at past which you can't have that much money without being like evil? Evil. It depends. Like if you're philanthropic enough, or you're actually actively using your influence to c- consistently create better a better world for those less fortunate. I think that's one argument. Is but it I, like yeah. J.K. Rowling's net worth? I don't know. What is what is she? Because she like debillionaired herself, like oh, giving money away. Yeah. Oh shit. All right. But of well, course, we'll only women it. do that. Right. Yeah, I think it's just, I think the, the part, I mean, to get back into it, is it's when you realize that the the manner in which you've created your wealth is, like, if it's a true, purely exploitative, and I don't know how yeah. you get to sums that large, unless it is, unless you're, like, making art that is so fucking lit that you can be like, Then you're just piece. money laundering. Yeah. Okay, there was a, a banana tape to a wall at Art Basel that sold for $120,000. Yep. That's drug money, baby. And then somebody put a, a Popeye chicken sandwich on it. <laughs> and then there were wage workers who were protesting outside who taped bananas to themselves. And they're like, y'all are really paying $120,000 for a fucking banana tape to a wall while we're out here trying to be like, uh, can I have a respectable income? Yo, it was a really right. powerful thing to see like a lot of these people uh, having the bananas taped yes. to themselves. He also did the 24 karat gold toilet. So oh, he's it. doing that evocative art. I'm with it. Um, okay, so here are two tweets that I've been enjoying. Um, one is, the craziest part about Flavor of Love is that the prop... <laughs> I just like that we brought up Flavor of Love. <laughs> the craziest part about Flavor of Love is that the prize was Flavor Flav. Damn, fact. <laughs> that is very crazy. Shut I was <laughs> fighting for him. And then this comes back to the last time I was here, guys. We were talking about this. Damn, how much daylight they trying to save? It's dark as a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like how much daylight they trying to uh, save it really took me out oh that and daylight. that was from uh the infamous bex and then the flavor flavor tweet was from papaya yayo angelou papaya papaya yayo angelou okay uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Boom, boom. Uh, yeah, you can t- find me, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, uh, my new show, 420 Day Fiance, where we talk about my favorite trash show, 90 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. Very elevated discussion. So uh, the name is not just clever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so two tweets oh, I so like. you guys get high? 
uh, I get lifted. Lifted. Okay. That gas. Uh huh. Smoking broccoli. Uh huh. Like it's nothing. Um. Okay. So first tweet from Reductress. Tofu is gross, says mom while fisting a turkey's ripped out asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is another one from at Kill a Cow. And it's a it's it's a picture of Dr. Manhattan, John Osterman. It's June 24th, 2011. I'm in a movie theater watching Cars 2. In 10 minutes, I will spill a can of baked beans. <laughs> if you watch the show, he's constantly talking in this manner because he experiences time in a much different way simultaneously. Uh, and that's anyway okay. for anybody who I, and I just like the idea of someone bringing baked beans into a movie theater. Mm. That is insane. A uh, couple tweets I've been enjoying. Let's see here. Drill tweeted, Santa, I know this is an odd request, but I believe with a little Christmas magic, anything's possible. I need you to shrink my dick by two inches. Uh <laughs> Pandy Fackler tweeted Jeremy Irons, but only when Jeremy Wrinkley. Uh, wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, pixelated vote. <laughs> uh, pixelated boat tweeted. Can't wait till the conservative media create their own anti Greta Thunberg, and it's some little dipshit in a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> He's out here. And then a riff on a tweet that I already shared about Joe Pesci. <laughs> <Someone> <laughs> At Honker3D tweeted, In 2001, I was 10. I ran into Joe Pesci at an airport and recognized him from my cousin Vinny. I scurried up to him and asked him if he was Joe Pesci. He looked nervous for some reason. His forehead was sweating. He handed me a brand new $100 bill and said, Don't get on United 93. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find know? us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what are we riding out on? This is a track from Misled Children, but it's misled. Okay, so I have to go back. There is an artist called Clutchy Hopkins that nobody knew who this person was, if it was a group of people, if it was one producer, one multi-instrumentalist. There was another mixtape by Misled Children, which was basically, I think, a pseudonym for whatever Clutchy Hopkins was. People thought it was the Beastie Boys just playing instruments. Other people thought it was DJ Shadow or DJ Newmark or Cut Chemist. They still don't know to this day. Um, but this track, all the tracks are really vibey instrumental uh, things, sometimes with live instruments. Sometimes it could be some samples cut together. But this track is called 10 uh, one zero by People's, uh, off the album People's Market from Misled Children. Mm. What number song is it on the album? Ten. All right. Yeah, that's just a clever name. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this week. Do donkey. We will be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll miss you. Later. We love you. I miss you. Bye. Bye.